Before we begin, we've got a couple of news items to cover, and the first one is news of a state record carp caught in Connecticut. This was caught back on May 27th by Robert Jagiello. Hopefully I got that last name right. This is a 45-pound, one-ounce beast of a common carp taken in Lake Lilanoa. It shattered, well, it doesn't shatter, but it topples the uh, prior record, which was caught in 2012. That was 43 pounds, 12 ounces, if my memory serves. Great catch. Congrats to the angler, and jeez, uh, what an awesome fish. And the next piece of news, of course, is the giveaway, which is ongoing. We're seeing a steady stream of entries coming in all the time now, which is awesome to see. Um, as you guys probably know by now, we're going to give away a mini darter that I'm going to make. And I've also got some stuff from Game On, and I've got some stuff from No Live Bait Needed to give away as well. So uh, get those photos into me at deandersonatthefisherman.com or text them to the number on the screen. If you do elect to email them, just please put giveaway or contest or something like that in the subject line so that I can sort them out and do with them what needs to be done. Um, and again, this one's going to wrap up on July 26th, so you've still got quite a long time to get these things in. Um, and again, also, just so you guys remember, it doesn't matter, you know, what species it is. Freshwater, saltwater, could be caught in a kayak from the surf, from the boat, uh, could be caught on vacation in Florida. It doesn't matter to me. Um, uh, just has to be a recent catch and has to show you holding your fish. And, uh, send those in and we'll see who wins. Now we're going to head up north. We're going to start actually in Maine. Um, hearing some whispers of some bigger stripers now showing up in Maine. These fish are up into the high 30 pound class. Uh, it's mostly around the Portland area and south of there uh, and also kind of spilling over into New Hampshire as well. Um, and that area, especially Maine, doesn't get the credit that it deserves as a striper producing state. Um, much more well known for its freshwater fishing but You've got crazy big tides up there. you got lots of bait up there. You have bunker, you have mackerel, and you have harbor pollock, which seem to be always around. Uh, so these sort of inshore rocky areas really hold a lot of fish, and those big tides just really make it easy to target them, to know, or to know where to target them, I should say. Um, so if you're within striking distance of uh, down east Maine, it might be a good time to start heading up there looking for some stripers. Uh, dropping back down into the Commonwealth here, um, here in some good reports from the North Shore now. Um, I've been hearing them for a couple weeks. The fish have moved out of the river uh, for the most part and um, really good striped bass fishing. So for a little bit more on that, let's toss it over now to Mr. James Jukes. Just wanted to start the day off right today. Little live action here in the Merrimack. Missed a couple of 20 pound class fish. That's okay. Anyways, uh, I don't think most people realize that, you know, in the Merrimack, you can basically jig the river similar to how you jig the canal. Uh, as far as report concerned, you know, the report is kind of a little mixed. Over the weekend with the rough weather and stuff, guys who braved it hit good fish. Guys who didn't, well, you didn't catch anything. <laughs> Anyways, uh... Normal spots up here, such as where I'm at, Deer Island. There's no spot burn here. This is kind of congested area anyways. But I'm the only one out here. Uh, Midweek, this fish, these fish are definitely dropping out. I saw the heron across the way here. Uh, along with the osprey diving in, eating. Um, the guys down in the river mouth are doing well. Another big spot to be at 
uh, out in the ocean front on the island, eh, 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 not so good. Up in New Hampshire, ocean front, in the rocky areas, guys are hammering them. Uh, didn't hear much from Gloucester area this week. I suspect they're uh, into some pretty heavy fish. Um, there was also some other word that bunker schools are out in front of the island. Uh, the mackerel are doing well too out there. We got a few charter guys up here too. But absolutely gorgeous morning. Little overcast, breezy, fun, catching fish. Freshwater guys, uh, they're pretty steady. Trout's done pretty much. Um, the guys catching pike still up in Lawrence and beyond. But uh, other than that, Dave, <laughs> it's a fun time out here. Hope everybody can get out and enjoy it. preface the rest of the reports by saying that these last five to six days have been ridiculously windy and we've had a lot of north and northeast winds which has really you know which has hampered people's efforts especially in places north of Cape Cod. Uh, so we didn't hear a lot out of Boston Harbor this week but if you remember last week there were some really big bass moving in and I would have to believe that those fish are still there. Uh, once things kind of settle down unless we've got some more stable weather in the forecast I uh, find those bunker schools again, you should find those big bass. Did hear about some nice fish coming out of the North River mouth this week, some fish up into the mid 40 inch class, so that's still going on. Uh, also some fish relating to some of those near shore ledges, like Minot Ledge. Um, so as things get better, uh, as things get better, as the weather gets a little bit better and the seas start to calm down a little bit more, um, that area would definitely be a good place to target. And if you remember last year, we had some really big bass uh, that were stationed, you know, between Plymouth and situated in that area pretty much most of the summer. Um, so you know, keep your eyes open. That could happen again. Dropping, or dropping, hopping over the canal out to the Cape. It's the same story there. Uh, a lot of north wind has made it tougher to fish over there. Got a lot of dirty water, a lot of weedy water. Uh, still some fish being caught in Barnstable Harbor and still some still some stripers up along those beaches but you're definitely you know it's definitely more of a boater's game right now until the surf cleans up a little bit more did hear about some good flounder fishing in Sisuit. Um i know jason colby's moving his operation back to westport this week but gray dolphin is still running flounder charters you can get out there and you can make the most of that um, while it lasts hearing about some really nice flounder too fish up to 18 inches coming from that area Coming around the outer beaches, didn't get a lot of reports this week, again, probably due to the wind and waves, but um, there are bass, there are bluefish, and some nice bluefish actually moving along those outer beaches. You come around into Nantucket Sound, and it gets a little bit easier. Um, you're able to get out of the wind down there, so we did get more reports of striped bass. Um, coming in and out of coming in and out of some of those inlets down there some bluefish down there as well didn't hear about any really big bluefish but uh, definitely solid sized bluefish in the area the big news from that region is that some people somehow found a way to get out to Nantucket Shoal uh, amid all this crazy wind and they did get some really nice fluke uh, so that's the first I have heard of some bigger fluke coming off the shoals uh, heard a fish up to 11 pounds and we'll definitely hear about some bigger ones in the coming weeks 
I've done a lot of talking with charter captains over the years about Nantucket Shoals and what it used to be, what it is now. And one thing that they highlight as a noticeable change is that, you know, it used to be more of a July thing, and it's still very good in July. But um, the June fishery has taken over as top. So uh, with some stable weather in the forecast, it might be a good time to charter someone to head out there. Maybe you uh, can hop on with jailbreak or something like that and uh, get out there and catch some, fl catch some fluke. Um, definitely the time to do it and uh, these fish are now just starting to move on so that's exciting stuff uh, you will be able to get some fluke closer to shore too you got the shoals uh, like Cerebus shoal and middle ground those are going to have some fish um, also hearing about a lot of sea bass in some of the rockier areas or some of the deeper holes with uh, you know harder ledges but if you push through the islands into buzzards bay that's where the sea bass fishing has really been um, as good as it can get and we're hearing about some really big fish in that area. Always seems to be the area that gets the, that first push of really nice ones. Um, fishing in like 35 to 65 feet of water. And uh, guys are getting them all different ways. You can get them, you know, diamond jigging. You can get them on flat fall jigs. You obviously you can get them on baits. So the bite's been really good in Buzzards Bay. Uh, moving over to stripers. Striped bass bite in Buzzards Bay has kind of waned a little bit. It's not, by any means, it's not over. Um, it just seems to be a lull right now. Um, it seems like a lot of the fish probably pushed through the canal. Uh, still guys getting some. We're probably just in between waves as some of these fish come out of Narragansett Bay. Some of them will likely turn and move into Buzzards Bay and we will see them again in a week or two. Um, but speaking of the canal, the canal had a little bit of an off week, especially considering the fact that it was a breaking tide this week. Um, seems like the fish kind of waited for the weekend warriors to go home because uh, Monday was the best day. For a little bit more on what's gone on at the canal this week, let's toss it over now to East End Eddie. Hi Dave. It's a wet, windy, raw morning here in the canal. Uh, action has pretty much uh, come to a screeching halt. Uh, some uh, low slot fish caught, 25, 26 inch, but uh, as far as slots and above, those are harder to find than a Republican in South Boston. There's just nothing going on. But the good news is there's still bait in the canal. There's a lot of mackerel that are chasing uh, sand eels. And there's mackerel jumping out of the water this morning, actually. Uh, so I think there was some small fish under them. But they weren't taking anything that any of us were offering. Uh, I, I fished uh, Saturday, the first uh, day of the full moon and the... Uh, of course the first day of the breaking tides but the only thing breaking were four foot swells coming in from cape cod bay on the west side before the turn uh, so hopefully the uh, big girls find out that there's uh, still some uh, mackerel in here and they will come back soon uh, the, uh, the the talk of the canal has been uh, buster the black bear who's been making his rounds in southeastern massachusetts plymouth and he was in the bed for the other day. Somebody said he smelled grandma's donuts over there. and uh, But he was actually in a town next to the canal, uh, Marion. A woman filmed Buster on the dock in Marion before he jumped into the water and swam across Sipacan Harbor towards uh, the canal. So hopefully he doesn't uh, come to one of our fishing spots because we don't need uh, that kind of company. Uh, so I just want to say congratulations to veteran canal rat Bill on the Grill Prudo and his wife Tina, who will be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary tomorrow. So congratulations to them. Bill's a great fisherman and they're a terrific couple. So my uh, tip of the week is, you know, sometimes I see guys walking down the service road with a two-piece rod that's uh, 
still broken down. They haven't put it together. Well, you know, you should put your rod together at the as soon as you get out of the vehicle, because it can also serve as a nice walking stick to help you when you're going descending down the riprap stone uh, bank to get to the water. Because those treacherous rocks can be dangerous, and it's nice to have a, the butt end of your rod like a third leg to provide for stability to when you get down, uh, to help you get down to the bottom. So uh, you, you're gonna have to put your rod together anyways. You might as well do it when it can be useful. So uh, until next week, keep your hook sharp and catch a big one. Heading out of the canal up along the Massachusetts shoreline. I am hearing about some stripers still up in the estuaries. I know the Wareham River has fish, I know the Westport River has fish. And it's reasonable to think that uh, a lot of these other harbors and rivers along the way, Mattapoiset Harbor, New Bedford Harbor, Payton Aram Harbor, um, and any of the other ones I didn't mention, probably have stripers as well. Moving over into Rhode Island, um, as I mentioned in the intro, we're starting to see the first wave of bass moving out of Mount Hope Bay, out of Narragansett Bay. And that's setting up some really good fishing out on the reefs, out in front of Newport, out in front of Jamestown. Uh, all sizes of fish from like 30 inches up to 40 something pounds. Um, guys are doing it from the boat, guys are doing it from the kayak, and um, it's happening day and night. So really great fishing there. For a little bit more on what's going on in the eastern half of Rhode Island, let's toss it over now to TJ Kopecki. Thanks Dave. Hey guys, got a quick report from the East Bay, Mount Hope Bay area. Uh, for, for me, fishing slowed down just a little bit, and uh, the weather this weekend really didn't help. Uh, with the blow, uh, stay in the water a little bit. Uh, I do find that there has been a, a surge of smaller bass, uh, definitely inside of the, the rivers that I normally fish, which would be the Coles River, the Warren and Barrington Rivers, uh, and the Taunton River. Um, and I also see that there's a lot of real, real small bait that they're, uh, they're snacking on. So it's been, you know, kind of hard. Um, I am catching fish. Um, the, the Coles River actually have been doing the best in, and I've been using a, a, a I started with a five inch white soft plastic, and I, and I moved it down to a three inch, and I just started catching more fish. So it's kind of like match the hatch, just like anywhere else. Um, getting up into the Warren and Barrington Rivers, I have really haven't done well, and I think it's because the incoming tide, it's hard to fish on those bridges at night, um, just because of the, the way the bike path is now set up on those bridges. So um, I, I think on the, the outgoing tide, I always do best uh, because I can actually fish the current sideways, work the bottom. Uh, so uh, that, you know, a little tip for everybody there, uh, it, they won't let you really stand on that bike path side. So uh, you got to fish from uh, the regular side there. Um, I've heard of a little bite on the Barrington Beach. Uh, it's been a top water bite. Uh, they are smaller fish too. Uh, there have been some fish uh, up to 30 inches uh, up in there. And it's a dusk and dawn bite. And there's a select few guys that, uh, friends of mine, that they uh, pretty much frequent that uh, Barrington Beach. And uh, so the parking lot's open so you can get in there, dusk to dawn there. Um, there is parking outside of the gate if you plan to go at night. Um, I was able to get out this weekend on Sunday. Um, we went on a Buzzards Bay sea bass trip and uh, I gotta tell you, the winds that were reported were three to five. Um, when we got to the dock and we, we looked outside the dike uh, from Fairhaven, uh, it was only like a one to two foot sea. 
So we get out there and uh, we got into 30 foot of water. Uh, we didn't quite make it to the Cleveland Ledge, but uh, we fished off of Fairhaven and West Island. Uh, 30 feet of water, we were uh, fishing pink bucktails tipped with uh, either gulp or squid. And we did pretty good. Uh, we had fish up to 20 inches, uh, which made great table fare. And uh, all in the mix too, we had a bunch of sea robins, uh, some small fluke, and we got some jumbo porgies too, which we kept. So uh, it was a good outing. And uh, hopefully uh, the weather looks good for this weekend coming up back in the 70s, uh, lower winds. So uh, hopefully we can get some, uh, some good reports from everybody who are out fishing and uh, we'll catch you next week. Tight lines. Now it's time for the Dreamboat Update. A windy and rough weekend didn't stop our hardcore Dreamboat anglers from trying to make the most of a lumpy situation. Two new category leaders fell this week and both were impressive fish. Massimo Polverenti notched a 16.13 pound bluefish for the category lead and Mike Briggs brought in a 10.179 pound Nantucket fluke to take over the flatfish lead. We also saw a 8.53 pound fluke entered by John Bratz, landing him second place. Luke Citarelli and Andreas Brundler each made a play for the top week fish spot, but fell short at 8.5 and 8.45 pounds, second and fourth place respectively. Rounding out the leaderboard changes is a pair of sixth place fish, a 2.2 pound porgy landed by Paul Alvarano of Medford, New York, and a 2.76 pound sea robin entered by William Morrison of Huntington, New York. A name to watch is John Bratz with a second place fluke and a 10th place weak fish on the board. He could easily move up the rankings with a high placing fish in any other category or a substantial weak fish upgrade. The Dream Boat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman subscriber only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21 foot Steikercraft center console powered by Yamaha along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. And we'll stay with the uh, field editors now and we'll toss it over now to Coral Aiello from Sarah Star Charters. Hi Dave, Coral here from Sarah Star Charters with the Rhode Island Fishing Report. It's pretty much more of the same right now as it was last week. There's still so much bait, tons of sand deals. The fish are just, you know, heavy on the sand deals. You know, there's, it's very easy to find a blitz. I mean, there's pods of fish and birds pretty much everywhere out front. Um, there's bluefish mix in there, there's, you know, uh, schooly bass, but there's also, you know, some nice fish. I caught one today, you know, casting out a blitz that was around 36 inches. So you can pull some nice fish out of those blitzes as well. I mean, there's so much activity going on. Um, even going out today, I saw a huge pot of dolphins in, in mixed in with all the fish, you know, working on the sand deals right out front of Newport Harbor, actually. Um, you know, the fluke bite is still, um, it's still slow, uh, like it normally is. I mean, you do, you can get some nice ones. We did get a pretty good doormat yesterday on charter. However, you do have to work through um, a lot of shorts just to find those keepers. You know, we're catching those in around uh, 50 to 40 feet of water. Uh, again, the sea bass bite is pretty consistent. I haven't done a whole lot of sea bass fishing myself, um, but I know that people are catching some nice sea bass, um, you know, gator blues, stripers, pretty much everything you'd you know see this time of year. Um, I do have word from some of my commercial, you know, offshore friends that they have been tuna seen. And again, they are on the sand deals as well. So there's a lot going on. Um, out here and you know, it probably continue these blitzes and all this activity for at least a few more weeks before the fish kind of settle in, you know, and you know, reside in their spots and the bait passes through. But again, lots of stuff going on. You can still catch them from shore right now. Uh, I know some of the shore guys are complaining that they're not getting as many fish as they normally do. And I don't think that means 
that there's less fish. I just think they're not coming in as close to shore right now because there's so much bait out there and they're just following the bait. So again, lots going on out there. Um, we'll see what happens next week. So as I was saying before we went over to TJ, um, a lot of these fish that were up in the bay, and it's not all of them, there's still lots of bass up in the bay, there's still lots of bunker up in the bay, and you can go up there and catch them for sure. Um, but a lot of these fish that moved out have set up on the reefs outside of Newport, like Brenton, um, and we're seeing some really nice fish coming out of there consistently now. Fish from, say, 15 pounds up to 45 pounds. Um, guys are getting them a lot of different ways, uh, but probably the two most popular ways right now are to go on, to, you know, to come up to a breaking reef and throw the dock, or to troll around with a tubing worm. Uh, guys are getting some really nice fish that way. Also, definitely can get them fishing live bunker. Um, also hearing about some fluke now um, in this same region. So some of these little sand tracks that are in between some of these rocky patches uh, in the East Passage, some of them out in front of the Sakonet River, uh, some of them out in front of Jamestown, some of them up around the Newport Bridge. Um, these areas all hold fluke and they're just starting to see some fluke moving in. A lot of times these first ones are big ones. So um, this is a good time to go out there and start targeting some fluke. Heading out of the Narragansett Bay and the approaches down toward Point Judith, hearing about a lot of sea bass outside the, outside the harbor refuge and some of those deeper waters. Hey, John Lee, JL Charters, Point Judith, Rhode Island. I got out four times in a week. Um, the fishing's good, striped bass fishing's good, blue fishing's very good, um, sea bass is good, everything but fluke, fluke are hard to come by. Um, I just think that's going to be the story to come. A uh, lot of bait, so there's just, uh, everything's kind of going on right now. We got a ton of sand eels, the scupper on the sand eels, the sea bass are on the sand eels, the blue fish are on the sand eels. Um, I am also running into a lot of shad and um, a mark and pogies down deep and 80 feet. So it's on. Just get out there. Enjoy it. Take care. See you next time. Heading west out of Point Judith Harbor down along the South County beaches. We are hearing about some better fluke fishing. It's still not up to what people might want it to be. But um, fluke fishing is improving. We're seeing some more squid out there now. Another thing that we're seeing is a surprising number of weak fish. Uh, guys are getting them on fluke rigs. Guys are getting them when they're targeting sea bass. And they're also getting them up inside some of the ponds. So um, the weak fishing continues to impress this year. Um, it's really great to see. And um, we're just seeing more and more people catching their first weak fish, which is just something that I, I just love to see that. Uh, on the sea bass side of things, guys are getting them along that same stretch. Um, definitely on some of these rockier ledges, 40 to 65 feet. Um, I know some guys have got some fish at Nebraska Shoal. Uh, so the sea bass bite is firing up and that's continuing right over into Long Island Sound as well. Uh, we'll talk about that more in the Connecticut portion of the report. And there's still great striper fishing on the reefs off of Watch Hill. So, you know, any one of those, Sugar Reef or any of the other ones, heading over toward Fishers, uh, lots of striped bass in the area and all sizes represented from, you know, just barely keepers all the way up to trophies. And that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island this week. Jumping over into Connecticut, um, that fight that we were talking about probably happening this week, didn't get any reports on it. So either I was wrong or it had more to do with the fact that uh, the weather was just crazy and guys couldn't brave the race. We still have some pretty strong tides for the next couple of days here. So it's still possible that those fish are up, up, on the, up inside the race and um, 
and that you could do well on striped bass. Another thing you might want to check, just because we're seeing some better fluke fishing in South County, we're seeing a few more squid, you may want to check behind fishers for some fluke. Um, I have no reports to support that, it's just based on history. Um, definitely worth a look. Getting back closer to shore now, a lot of the stripers are moving out of the river. So they're moving out of the Thames, they're moving out of the Connecticut River, and that's putting more fish along the you know the sound shoreline um, so guys are doing better from the surf now for stripers and a lot of guys are doing well in boats one thing I am hearing is that there haven't been as many bunker around um, as what they would typically expect for this time of the year particularly around the Connecticut River so these fish are relating more to structure they're relating more to other baits uh, for a little bit more on that let's toss it over now to Mike Roy from Real Cash Charters hey guys for this week's fishing report we are post full moon, a few days after the full moon. Uh, now we're seeing a push of migratory striped bass. These fish are covered in sea lice and there are some large fish mixed in as well. Some really nice fish. So uh, that's, um, that's expected for this time of year. Those fish are starting to migrate in. Uh, bunker still on the thin side, but to the west, it's really thick. So as that bunker continues to migrate, uh, through Long Island Sound to the eastern part of the Sound, I would expect to see uh, some really good fishing uh, once that bait and these uh, bigger bass collide. It's going to really turn on. Um, as I've been saying, the blue fishing has been better than uh, it has in the previous uh, several seasons, and there's some really big gators mixed in. Uh, so uh, that's fun, and uh, obviously they're going to be chomping those bunker in half if you're trying to fish live bait and chomping those sluggos in half if you're fishing soft plastics but um they are fun to catch and they are big and uh they do fight really hard uh black sea bass report from what i hear is uh pretty good right now um they are spawning in long island sound and that fishing is pretty consistent and uh the porgy fishing is still uh pretty good um, I haven't heard too much about weak fish recently, but uh, as I said last week, you know, this spring was a really great weak fish run, so that was uh, really nice to see as well. So uh, I would expect these uh, trends to keep on progressing and the, and the fishing is going to continually get better, um, especially as the uh, temperatures start to warm. I would expect uh, fishing to improve. Good luck. And while we're in the Connecticut River area, let's head up the valley a little bit and talk to Rowan Lytle. Uh, so the thing to bear in mind with the Connecticut River uh, as we go into the next week or so is if we keep getting these unseasonably cold nights with temperatures pushing down even to the 40s, uh, the mornings are going to be slow. Either if you can choose to fish in the afternoon or fish uh, finesse presentations. Uh, largemouth and smallmouth bass are both in pre-spawn right now. Uh, that means they're looking to bulk back up but they're often kind of in a picky mood uh so this is the prime time to fish ultralight spinning gear and fly rods and, and small presentations uh, there's plenty of good stuff going on in the connecticut river i would choose to fish in the evening if you have the option right now but if you're going to fish in the morning there's still fish to be caught and some pretty big ones uh but fish your small light presentations and uh, be mindful of that cold water and the effect that it has on the fish good luck out there heading west out of the Connecticut River. Hearing about more sea bass now off the ends of the reefs, off those southern ends of the reefs. Um, definitely six mile, definitely southwest, definitely many of the other ones. And that's gonna run basically from the Connecticut River all the way out to Clinton. And uh, there have been some fish on the wrecks out in the western sound as well. 
Uh, porgy fishing has been really good, um, and I should have talked about that in Rhode Island too because it's been good in Rhode Island also. Hearing about fish from shore, even up inside the Thames River at like Fort Trumbull, and then all those reefs from, you know, not reefs, but all those rocky spots from five feet deep all the way out to 80 feet deep, um, you're definitely going to find some porgies around. And then the other thing that we're hearing about again is just great week fishing. It's just been a great year for week fish, and this sort of the western middle of Long Island Sound seems to be the hot zone uh, for Connecticut fishermen. They're getting them up inside the estuaries, they're getting them at like the, the, the West Haven sandbar, and they're getting them on fluke and sea bass rigs uh, out in the sound. The epicenter definitely seems to be from like Milford out to like Madison. Um, so you can definitely target that area um, and kind of give yourself a really good shot at getting weak fish. We've seen some nice ones too. Fish up like six to eight pounds have been pretty regular. I have heard of a few double digit ones, but I haven't seen any pictures. So those are probably just bad estimations. But um, suffice it to say the weak fishing has been well above average and continues to impress everyone who tries to catch them. So that's just been a really great thing to see. And then out in the extreme western sound, the striped bass fishing is still really good from basically from Milford all the way into New York waters. Um, just lots and lots of stripers still leaving the uh, still leaving the Hudson. Still really big fish being caught using a variety of methods. But um, instead of me blabbing on about that, let's toss it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World. The striped bass fishing on the backside of this full moon was simply amazing. I got out a couple nights chunking, and the chunk bite is lock and load. I was fishing some of our deep water reefs and we found some really quality fish. We had some big bluefish in the mix too. The bunker are really starting to flood our harbors now and the shallow around the islands. So fishing shallow with docks or even live bait drifting is really productive right now. We've seen some nice fish come on the fly rod around rips, shallow boulder fields, and then you know plug-in, bucktails, you name it. Our deep water reefs are still holding a lot of fish, so flutter spooning, you know, trolling mojos, diamond jigs work really well. And then in the deep water, in the daytime, the bluefish seem to be settling in. So if you want to have some fun with the family, go out in the deep water, find them finning on a flat day, or troll some wire with umbrellas and deep divers. To our west, the striped bass uh, bite still remains really strong, places like Mamaroneck, 32A, down to execution. I saw a lot of big bass caught this past week way west, so that means we have another wave starting to come through. And also, they're smocked up in really big bluefish um, down to Mamaroneck. I saw a lot of big blues this past week. You know, fluke fishing on our side still remains a little slow. There are people finding their limits, but you know, you really got to pound these areas. Squid strips, smelt work really well this time of year, and spearing. Shallower water seems to be your best bet, but can 26 and can 24, that would be like the best bet to try. Other than that, a lot of people are still shooting across. There's a lot of sand eels up against the beaches over there. So when you're marking cloud to bait, drop down, I'm sure you'll find some fluke. I know a couple guys have been shooting across, you know, a couple times a week and they're finding their limit every time. There's a lot of shorts, but you just got to keep working through them and you'll find your limit. The porgies are really starting to flood the beaches now. And we've seen some pretty big fish caught from Sherwood Island and Calf Pasture Beach. And then, you know, high-low rigs, clams, squids, you know, I mean, they'll take a lot of different baits. Small bucktails, gulp work really well. And then guys on the boat are doing better on our deep water wrecks and reefs. Places like the Celtic Wreck, 20HC, 11B, and the deep, deeper parts of Green's Ledge. Always remember to bring clam chum, you know, that really brings the fish to your boat and you can really get a bite going. All right, thanks and good luck. And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully you're going to find them inspiring, get out there and go catch something. Whatever you catch, I don't care if it's a scup, I don't care if it's the biggest striped bass of your life. Um, it would 
definitely would love to see photos from you guys. We'll put them in the magazine, we'll get you in the report, and you might win something too. So send them in to me at deanderson.thefisherman.com and uh, you know, I'll get to work making sure that they get used. If you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman, I highly recommend you head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com to check out what we've got going on. Uh, we cover everything from Delaware all the way up to Maine. We have fisher reports that cover that entire area, and we have articles that cover every fishery that you can think of in that range. It's 30 bucks for a subscription. You're going to get 12 issues sent to your house. That's paper issues, you know, magazines. You're also going to get 26 digital issues sent to your email box every week during the fishing season from mid-April, no, from the beginning of April, I'm sorry, to mid-November. Uh, it's the best 30 bucks you can spend in fishing. Definitely want to check that out, but if you're still not convinced, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.